he's not a myth. He's not a bird of legend. He's real. Real as raincoats. Talk about that bird of salesmanship. Oh, Jonathan Livingston's cell goal is flying. Spreading his wings wide like he spreads savings. Look at that wingspan, like a giant sail. And speaking of sail, salesmanship. Let me tell you, man, that bird, Jonathan Livingston Selgo, knows his name. He's got a heavy burden, man. He's got to carry all the smodco on his back. Feed him. Feed him so he can eat. Spitting that food back into my mouth and Jay's mouth like baby birds. Oh, the bird of salesmanship is flying, children. Look up. This week in Smodco, man, there's some here's some free shit you can check out. Let's start with that. We've come to the end of our season on Spoilers, our movie show, man, over at Hulu.com. Check out this uh, season finale, hopefully not the series finale, season finale uh, that's up right now. Uh, we see the Born Legacy, and I sit down and talk to Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance. A wonderful interview, if I do say so by himself. And he plays a little song they wrote for his uh, his daughter. It's adorable, man. So peep that out. It's over at Hulu.com. Or, you know, if you go to Smodcast.com slash spoilers slash choose, then uh, we'll give you the links to go to the watch spoilers in the U.S. and watch it in Canada. Um, what else can I tell you about? New podcast that I'm involved in up this week. The ones that I've cut myself, had my hands all over. Brand new Babylon right now. You can listen to it. Uh, you can peep out clips from that same brand new Babylon with me and Ralph Garman. Uh, YouTube slash loud, the loud channel at YouTube. Uh, I think they'll be up very, very, they're up right now. If they're not, they'll be up tomorrow. But peep out uh, some highlights from the, the recent show at San Juan Capistrano, man. YouTube slash loud. Uh, what other podcasts? I'm brand new fat man on Batman this week where we sit down with the Batman himself. I knew that excites you, bird. Kevin Conroy is our guest. A fantastic, uh, fascinating interview. And he gets real, real quick, man. So peep that out. If you've been enjoying that fat man, Batman series, this episode is prime, prime fat man on Batman cuts. Uh, also, brand new is the new Smodcast, where me and Mo sit back and listen to uh, phone messages from the Clerks era. So it's a good time there. A lot of Smodco slash View Askew, rather, history. You might not have known Clerks history specifically. We fill in little gaps and whatnot. Uh, okay, now you got to start buying some shit, man. Um, of course, there'll be a brand new Jane Bob Get Old this week you can listen to. Um, and, uh, of course, all the other episodes of, of the various podcasts on Smodcast.com. Go to Smodcast.com, man, and uh, look at the whole network. Make your choices. Bird of Salesmanship's got a brother, man. Bird of obnoxious amounts of podcasts. And that bird has shit all over Smodcast.com, literally. So you can listen to tons and tons and tons of great audio. Go over there. Um, all right, here's some shit you got to pay for, man. Smartcade, don't forget you can buy games. Me and Muse for your iPad, your iPhone. Smartcade.com, S M A R C A D E.com for a free game called Let's Us Dance and a game you got to pay 99 cents for, you cheap son of a bitch. And that's called Too Fat to Fly. 
Um, okay, here's the other the bigger stuff to pay for, man. The big ticket items. The August dates spread out across uh, the land where you can see Smodco shows everywhere. Uh, first up, uh, hey, Florida, pull out your lightsaber, man. Turn it on for me. Or if not, you just pull out the shaft. I'll turn it on for you. Come on, Mon Mothma. Show me your areola. Oh, it's going to be a sexy Star Wars Q&A. It's Star Wars Celebration 6. August 23rd, 7 p.m. at the Orange County Convention Center, the Chapin Theater. Come see me. Ask me anything. It's kind of like a Reddit. Ask me anything in real life. Um, But it'll be very Star Wars-centric, I assure you. Day after that, wing your ass up to Toronto. Toronto, Canada. T-Dot, man. For the Fan Expo. August 24th, happening uh, right there in in the heart of Toronto, man. For tickets, go to... Uh, csmod.com and we'll point you in the direction pick up the fan expo tickets and watch me and Muse do Jay and Silent Bob get old a very next night man come with us make it a road trip we going to Ottawa son we going up to the nation's capital going to talk some business and politics maybe look for Alanis Morissette's hometown no we're going to do Hollywood Babylon that night that's right me and Ralph doing our Canadian debut for Hollywood Babylon August 25th that's a Saturday night Right up there in Ottawa, Ottawa, Babylon. Uh, my Ottawa debut as well uh, at the Centerpoint Theater. Tickets available at csmod.com. Uh, now, uh, just looking ahead, uh, it's not set in stone yet, but I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. Make way, bird. I got to give them some news. They're going to like this. It's going to make them happy, as happy as you. It's not happy that bird is. Is that bird happy? Sure, it is. Uh, August. 26th, that's the day after the Babylon, uh, Ottawa Babylon gig. We're going to be in Jersey and New York because it uh, looks like maybe, knock wood, they're going to be having a screening of clerks in Central Park uh, on Sheep's Meadow. That's August 26th. So if you're east, come to that. But if I can't, let me tempt you to come east with something else, man. Uh, that day, earlier that day, we're going to do a signing at Jane Silent Bob Secret Stash of uh, my book, Tough Shit. And we're shooting it for comic book men. You want to be on comic book men? Our show on AMC? You want to breathe the same air as Don Draper on AMC, man? Of course you do. Then definitely come on out. Come to the signing. August 26th. Jay and Silent Bob secret stash. Get your tough shit signed. And also, man, get your shit right. Get your ass right on television. Why can't you be a fucking television star? Why should it just be Walking Dead Breaking Bad, no, let it be you. You're the star of this show. And that bird, of course. Uh, so leave that time aside. We're going to be shooting the comic book men all that week as well. I'm going to stick around Jersey for a week and be shooting some of that comic book men action. Season two's coming, kids. Coming in the fall. Coming hard all over your face, neck, chest, eyes a little bit. Wash that shit out. Uh, okay, so there it is, man. That's the August schedule. You got free shit. You got shit to buy. You got some shit to think about, man. I want you to go out and think. Think Smodco. And when you think of Smodco, see it. Envision it on the back of the bird of salesmanship. Smodco Podcast. Check it out right here, man. Smodcast.com. I'll never leave my office seat. Those who think they know what's right, listen on Sundays to NetHeads, alright?
You've got to throw some cold water on the situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now. So when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. This is not bad. With Will Wilkins. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NetHeads. My name is Will. My name is Trent. Uh, thank you for joining us. Once again, if you want to take part in the program, you can. How can they do that via Twitter, Trent? Easiest way is to uh, hashtag NetHeads. It's that simple. Now, what is a hashtag again? It's the shift plus the number three. You know, the whole thing is, if you don't know what a hashtag is by now, you're listening to the wrong show. Uh, <laughs> You, Game over. You can also call us if you like, 866-610-9455 or mm-hmm. the 925-238-9020 for those of you that can't dial that number. And, of course, as always, as the show kicks off, Francis is on the line. So let's talk to Francis really quick. Francis, how the heck are you this week, sir? I'm doing pretty well. Damn glad to hear it. Have you had a good week? Yeah. How many times have you been to Subway? Twice. Wonderful. Nice. Good for you. Now, and you made healthy choices while you were there. Yep. Absolutely. Good. Now, you haven't been seduced by, like, the Olive Garden all-you-can-eat pasta? Oh. I went to uh, Buca di Beppo, which is owned by Planet Hollywood, the Italian place. Oh, I oh yeah, yeah. I, I like that place. I'm an uncultured lout. I haven't been there. I'm excited because there's a Buffalo Wild Wings open up two miles away. Oh. That oh, sounds cool. good to me. Anyway, uh, Francis, now... Uh, uh, Two up, two shows back, we um, we uh, gave you an assignment, a task, and that was to read the uh, Bionic Man run that Kevin Smith is doing. Uh, and at that time, you still hadn't been able to acquire it, and we still haven't sent it to you. But I just want to check in: Have you, uh, by any chance, gotten your hands on it and tried reading it? I gave Trent my address. Okay, good. So we'll just have to get it to you, and that's that. We'll make it happen. I hope so. If we can't do that, then we can't do anything. Well, which isn't that much of a stretch. So uh, what's on your mind this week, Francis? We, and, and in case you're wondering, I know this seems a little rushed, but we've got a guest waiting in the wings, and we want to bring him in. So that's why I'm a little little frenzied this week. I'm sure oh, you understand. Doctor. Not from Doctor Who, but uh, don't don't tease. Come on, man. We're burying the lead here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just called to say hi. Uh, we always appreciate that, Francis. Now, I, I hope that hopefully by the beginning of this week, you know, Trent is allegedly opening up a comic book store, so we'll mm-hmm, we'll get the true. Bionic Man run sent to you hopefully no later than Wednesday. Who knows, though? <laughs> I, I'm not saying what Wednesday. Let's leave that up oh, in the air. Oh, that's a valid point. Good job, That's Will. the only way we can cover it. And, uh, and, and that'll be your task, and you can give us your honest opinion of it, okay? Okay. All right, Francis, have a fabulous week. Uh, we'll see you on Twitter, and remember, you're our favorite listener. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Have a good week. Okay. Later, well, dude. Francis already uh, tipped it off, so uh, without further ado, for those of you that uh, don't know, um, I am a big fan of a specific Doctor Who podcast, because mm-hmm. listening to it, it's like uh, being able to listen to a bunch of friends that have watched Doctor Who Talking about Doctor Who along with me. Uh, the only and those problem are the is, best podcasts. and I don't get to take part in the conversation unless I'm usually yelling at them. Because, <laughs> but the nice thing is, usually when I'm yelling at them about something and they're not hearing me, uh, they end up getting there anyway. Like a few minutes later, they've resolved the topic the same way I was yelling at them about it. So that's great. And the best part is, one of them is here right now. 
and uh, mystery guest, say who you are. I am Warren from Radio Free Scarrow. There you are. Now, uh, <clears throat> let's get it out of the way, out of fr- up, up front. How can they find the podcast, Warren? Uh, iTunes and RadioFreeScarrow.com. And, oh, Stephen usually lists all this stuff off. But those are the two main ones. <laughs> they are on Facebook as well. And I will tell you, they're also on Twitter, Radio Free Scarrow. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And, and all three of us are on Twitter as well. If you want uh, to get Doctor Who information that you might not necessarily catch by following the BBC, um, if you follow Radio Free Scarrow, you can stay on top of the topics, of of the things that are happening. Like, I actually caught it from you guys before I did from BBC, or I maybe hadn't even seen the BBC tweet, about the the trailer for the first episode, Asylum of the Daleks. Ah, yes. Although that might have been the fan trailer that we mistakenly spit out as the real one. I don't. Oh, really? There. Mm, I don't. Mm, I'm not sure on that one. Or it could have very well been the trailer. Chris is really on top of that kind of stuff, uh, supernaturally. So actually, me, I wake up. Oh, trailer, great. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> That's handy. Usually, I'm the same way. Trent's like, "Oh, did you see this amazing news?" I'm like, "No." Now I have. <laughs> I have now, and you're a good man. Exactly. Exactly. Now, uh, Warren, I I'm not sure if you are kind of in the same boat as Trent. And I so let's. Uh, Let's get this uh, uh, out of the way. I am a latecomer to Doctor Who. Nope. Which makes Not in the slightest. Which makes Trent a little bit later than me. I mm-hmm. um, I kind of viewed the transition from Tenet to Smith as an opportunity to finally get caught up and watch the reboot because I never watched any of the early stuff. Still haven't. That's but, criminal, my friend. I know. <laughs> it's okay. I, I thought you might feel that way. But the, the good thing is we're here talking to you now, so you could uh, be my my Sherpa into the, the land of what's available that you think I should really, like, partake of. And, and everybody else listening as well, because I've gotten the same question a lot. You know, what are the things that we should be uh, watching if we want to get integrated with early whom? Well, it really, it really depends. Uh, and I've Here's an example. I tried showing old who to my girlfriend and uh, she called it a cure for a hangover. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so your mileage may vary. Um, but, but put on the brakes just one second. This is perfect because it shows you can be a geek and, and have interaction with women. Well, yes. I mean, it's allegedly, uh, allegedly <laughs> this girlfriend. She's she's not like in the Niagara Falls area, is she? No. Or she's not a real doll. She's well, actually, she would be in Canada. <laughs> You haven't got her tied up in the basement like all of mine. I didn't, I didn't say that. But. <laughs> Let's not go crazy. Uh, okay, so so that gets that portion out of the way. Uh, um, I use that as a transition, but I also powered through. So mm-hmm. started with 2005 and got all the way up to end of time, mm-hmm. which uh, end of time was hard for me to get through. And Yeah, yeah you're not the only one. And I... I uh, I have frequently had disagreements with my other two co-hosts in the uh, their appreciation of Tenant, mm. and I am uh, more appreciative of the performance of Matt Smith. So I guess you could say he's my doctor. I I would say I lean to Smith over Tenant, but only slightly. They're both really good. Okay. All right. Well, here's the thing that I'm wondering. And I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I would be very—I would have been more interested to see if there was one year where it was the Moffat era, but with Tennant in it, because I really like Tennant in the Moffat episodes. But right. I'm just wondering if it's the RDT RDT style 
of writing that threw me off somewhat. I want it's kind of sort of that. It's uh, it's like when RTD does something really tight, like let's say uh, Midnight, for instance. And there's a few other ones. And Tenant's great in that, and Tenant can be great otherwise. But then when he gets all End of Time is a perfect example. He goes crazy. This has to be the biggest thing ever. It kind of goes off the rails, and Tenant kind of goes off the rails with it. You know, if he's not, and he was kept on a short, a little less and less of a leash as time went on. Mm-hmm. He got a lot more broad. I thought is by by the end of his run. But having said that, like Utopia and Sound of Drums, those are big ones, and he's great in those. Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, th- those were. St- I mean, you know, aside from the Dobby Doctor. Mm. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's uh, RTD is like Spike Lee. The guy cannot do an ending to save his life. Great buildups, and then the ending just goes right down the toilet. Thank you. I'm glad because like none of his cliffhangers were really cliffhangers. It's kind of like every no. time something happened, it's like, oh, what it's going to happen, and that tunes in. Five seconds is resolved. Now we're telling a new story. Wait, what happened here? Exactly. Like, and last the time where it's just probably the worst example of that, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's like, what happened? I, but uh, I don't want to digress into a complete dissection, mm-hmm. although I probably will anyway. <laughs> because, I mean, the, like the end of time, I really wanted this to be something big because it was transitioning from one doctor to the other. I'd been on this journey once before now mm-hmm. in watching everything. And, and and I'm sorry, but the end of time storyline just confused me. Yeah, and well, if you don't know what the time lords are, even if you do, you're like, well, these guys are sort of kind of the time lords. But even then, they say that uh, Timothy Dalton's Rassilon. I'm like, Rassilon's been dead for a long time, according to the old show, and I don't want to be that guy. But what the hell's going on here? Well, he was Rassilon <laughs> Junior. Or something. Yeah, yeah. We just or it could know. be an honorific name. I looked online, and people were like, "And there's the reason why." And I'm like, "Oh God, what am I? Why am I looking at this?" <laughs> I just better stop while I'm still ahead, if I even am. I completely understand. But so it wasn't just me though, because it's kind of like, okay, wait a minute. So somehow, suddenly, they're time locked, but they do a last minute throwback yeah. to put this in the master's brain, and also somehow send a very special diamond to earth i'm like what? yeah that yeah that and also on top of that they're like it's like they're kind of making it up as they go you can see rtd writing this as they're saying it you know what I mean? it's like, <laughs> yes, i'm brilliant he's he just sitting the there side. at the table writing it for them <laughs> okay say this here you go Done. <laughs> i could just see that happening and there's two takes there's one where they're like and then uh, uh, uh? what no come on no 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 no, no. <laughs> I'm, so, glad yeah. I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one that feels that. But this helps ju- makes me feel a little more justified. There are bits and pieces at the end of time I like. Not the first half is a complete write off as far as I'm concerned, but the the part past the Time Lords, and I actually like bits and pieces of the Time Lords stuff just because I finally got to see the Time Lords in a new series. Mm-hmm. But I liked all the goodbye or a couple of the goodbyes. Like the one with Sarah Jane is perfect, you know. And then then the one with the the Journal of Journal of Impossible Things that's good. And then the way he dies with you and all that, I don't mind that either. Um, well, actually, but, that was the other thing too that really confused the hell out of me. When I, look, I know there was the giant ood brain that we suddenly mm-hmm. discovered in the fourth season, but it, exactly when did the did the ood become these prophetic? you know, galaxy traveling beings that are able to send him these messages. I got th- so thoroughly thrown by that. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Like I just completely said, yeah, okay, sure. I guess that's what's happening now. Okay. Like, so- I wasn't, I wasn't about to question. I was like, sure you bet. Oh, and then so on top of that thing now, yeah. yeah. On top of that, they're also in this pocket universe where Matt Smith meets one for no good reason. <laughs> they just it's it's the old rule of Doctor Who. Well, what what costumes in the that one? We'll just use that one. But <laughs> that's that- why the Slitheen were in so many Sarah Jane adventures because they had two or three costumes they could use. Now it's funny you mentioned that though because when you skip forward to the Doctor's wife, 
Mm-hmm. I think that was a good use of the Ood suddenly because yeah, you know, it was just a throwaway Ood. And also just what great writing, just that, oh, another Ood I failed to save. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I, I didn't like the Dark Swift quite as much as Assembled Fandom did. I did like it. But, uh, but yeah, it is, it is a much better example of what you can do with Doctor Who than End of Time is. That's for damn sure. It was an okay example. Um, I think a lot of, I think there was too much hype around it because it was Neil Gaiman. Yeah, that's the problem. You got to, it's, it's like, can you imagine if Joss Whedon did anything to do with Doctor <laughs> Who? The, the internet would first, first it would catch on fire. And secondly, you know, it, no, that show could not possibly be good enough, you know, ever to yeah. satisfy it. And, and, you know, uh, the other thing about it was it was kind of a little bit confusing because like, okay, wait a minute. Where was this planet that, uh, house was? Mm-hmm. And you one know, of the, one of the, um, uh, things you do when you've seen the old show is you immediately just start drawing all these conclusions that have no place. Like, oh, that's an e-space, which is one of the things from the old show. And of course it isn't. Nobody, nobody in their right mind, even people who watch the old show are going to think of that, except for us nerds who are bathing in this <laughs> stuff for 30 years. So, but you can't help but do it. You're like, well, that's e-space, and this has got to be that guy, and this has got to be this creature here. And then, no, none of that is true. You know, you just have to sit back and go, oh, Stephen Moffat, why in God's name would I do that? <laughs> I so, now, now what have you uh because personally I, I I one thing I notice when we transition from the Russell T. Davies era into the Stephen Moffat era, things got a much more um I almost want to say cinematic look. Yeah, and I'm not sure why, because I think it was the same amount of money. Like uh, I guess Matt Smith cost a lot less. <laughs> that could be one thing. I guess they they were able to buy a new set of lenses. I don't know, but but the whole appearance got cinematic. Which well, it went it went full HD for one thing. Oh, Sorry, okay. Um, I mean the last not the last season. Um, the specials were in HD. Uh, for for I think End of Time and Waters of Mars and whatever the one was with the stupid bugs and mm-hmm. one before that. Uh, but but all of Matt Smith was in HD. So that's probably, and if if you probably broke it down, I mean, there's a lot of it's not in the city and a lot of it, you know, I mean, there's very little, in fact, I think the one in Manhattan is going to be the first one you ever see that. So th- th- there's right. probably a lot of clever budgeting going on there that we don't think about because they're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm maybe that's, I'm, the whole thing is I'm trying to figure out why it is that I'm more drawn to the current regime than I was the previous. Because uh, David, David Tennant was very entertaining. Nope. Mm-hmm. But you know, near the end of the run, he seemed to just get a little too smug for me. Will, Will, yeah. yeah. What, what, Trent? Amy Pond. End of story. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Martha Jones. <laughs> oh, no! Not a good Why? companion. Good God! What a gorgeous woman. <laughs> Do you guys need to argue amongst yourselves for a minute? Because I got like no, two more bites per- of purely here. personal male preference. Yeah, no, it's fine. I'm right, and that's. Uh, I mean, we're yeah, not going to change not- that. I'm not saying she's not an attractive lady. I'm just saying Martha Jones, tip top. Yeah, I'm, yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying that I wouldn't, you know, well, better. Well, here's the thing about Amy Pond that I will say, and, and you know, congrats to them casting Karen Gillan the way they did. The woman must be really attractive because even my wife talks about how pretty she is. She's gorgeous. <laughs> so that, that says something. Not bad I don't know about the new upcoming companion, but eh. anyway. Well, I mean, uh, when have they had an ugly companion, really? Like, you know, they know what bread there is. Um, where the butter well, goes in the... Uh-oh. For a while. Is Catherine Tate the greatest companion the new series has ever had? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying most attractive. I'm saying best. She is by far the best yes. companion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely the most personality and everything, but not the yeah. most attractive. Oh, uh, yeah, but that's... Yeah, for, I was like, doesn't matter. She's cool. I'm on board. Whatever. <laughs> Great in the American version of The Office, too. Oh, my she's, gosh. She, yes. I've never seen the American version of The Office, so. I'll be thankful, because it's really gone to hell. Okay. That's terrible. She's a saving grace this, this past season. 
And I think she's coming back. I'm not sure. But that's neither here nor there. So on to the second topic, because mm-hmm. really, I don't think we're going to get any clarification. I think I like uh, Matt Smith's delivery a lot more. The dialogue they seem to give him just to me seems a little bit more intelligent, clever banter. Mm-hmm. Ah, but there's plenty of decent. And Nintendo was good at delivering it in uh, Russell. I just Russell D. Davies had. I think he well, he's like Jan, 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 John Nathan Turner. He just had too much time, and then it kind of ran out and petered out. And we haven't seen that yet with Moffat, but we may very well see it in the next couple of years. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Last season, uh, the how do I put this? I've said it before here on the show. Uh, I think the fifth season was less consistent, but had more punch. Yeah, yeah, the I would six, agree with you on that one. The sixth series had more consistency, but less punch. And I think the reason why is because Stephen Moffat has had it brewing in the back of his mind what he would do when he was in charge, and he got to do that. So he had the key points that he really wanted to hit. Last series was an example of what you know he's given now that the creative juices are flowing and things are moving. It's not quite the sophomore slump, but I can see the same sort of phenomenon. You know what I mean? It's like the amazing first movie, like you get Boys in the Hood, then you get Poetic Justice. <laughs> so yep. not quite yeah, that exactly. bad, but you know what I mean? That kind of phenomenon. Yeah. yeah. Or the second album. Like, okay, you guys, Guns N' Roses spent two years in a, in a room together coming up with Appet- Appetite for Destruction, and then they come out with the second album, which is terrible. <laughs> so, Which I think uh, naturally brings us to the next point, which is the seventh series, the one mm-hmm. we're waiting on right now. Um, first of all, some of the tidbits we've been told since uh, the time the six series ended was that this one is going to be less um, serialistic. It's going to mm-hmm. be more each episode is a standalone episode. Yeah. Excuse me. A standalone episode. So, uh, you know, uh, what, what was the way they've described it? Each one is going to be like a mini movie in quality. Yeah. And a blockbuster, too. Apparently, an Asylum of the Daleks is supposed to be like, you know, the big show. Pe- well, and the thing is, most of the time, the first episode is more kind of wacky shenanigans happen. I mean, I guess not so much in the Stephen Moffat area, but definitely in the RTD area, it's a lot more light. And then they kind of bring in whatever the big theme of the of the series is. And this one's going to be just a punch in the face of of Dalek goodness, apparently. So now Moffat seems to does he constantly do like a switcheroo? Because I could swear there was a period last series where he said that the Daleks were like a pointless villain because they always get defeated. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't really be seeing them in the near future. And next uh, he thing likes you know, to lie a lot. Okay, good. So, <laughs> which you know, fair enough. I would too if I was in charge. Because if you had a million, million is actually a very conservative estimate. A lot of nerds braying at you and telling you what to do. First thing I would do is lie to them and say, "Oh yeah, of course it's this." <laughs> and then the, by the time they recover and their head stops spinning, they're like, "Yeah, I just did that." What do you think about that? That's that's why I'm in charge of this show, and you're some guy on the internet. How horribly <laughs> clever of you, you dastardly man. Exactly. You, you make a you make a perfect point. You look at things like uh, Joss Whedon told us that no, the we're not going to see the scrolls in the Avengers. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And technically, you didn't. But come on, those are the scrolls. Exactly. And, and, and we heard, you know, oh yeah, Ben Kingsley is not going to not going to play the Mandarin. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, in Iron Man Three, kind of makes my head spin a little bit. But right, right, yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's 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 good misdirection to keep us honest. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and yeah, it's not like these guys are. You know, running my banking or anything. You're making a TV <laughs> show. I enjoy watching, and those guys are even worse. It's not an Enron <laughs> exactly. situation. Yeah, exactly. So, so if you want to, you know, show me something I'm going to enjoy watching on television for an hour, you feel free to lie up to that point. <laughs> as long as it's good quality. Um, yeah, exactly. So, speaking of which, we're going to be less serialistic. We know that um, the pawns are going to go away, for lack of a better term. I mean, I know technically they really are the Williams, but they've really just 
kept going with the whole Mr. Pond thing. Mm. That sounds better. Like, yeah, true. Even with I the, would uh, take her last name in a heartbeat. Settle down, man. I would be Trent, would be Trent Gillian. <laughs> You're down, Big Rick. You're down. <laughs> and and there's going to be a new pan- companion coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole thing that gets me, and I don't know if maybe they're trying to avoid squashing here in America the whole premiere like tonight of what is it? Cooper Copper Copper Copper. Yeah. Yeah, you see how well their advertising works. Um, but why has the BBC, because I don't really remember it so much in the past, why are they so unwilling to commit on exactly when the seventh series is beginning? What are we your thoughts on debating this? this up and down to the point where I've gone comatose? <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I, I have no clue. I think they're holding it pretty close to their chest. But you'd think after showing the episode to people, um, and it's going to be shown again in New York I, fairly soon, I don't remember the exact date, but Presumably before September 1st. Yeah, I think it's the 26th. Yeah, there's people are going to start blabbing whether or not they ask them to. Somebody's going to say something somewhere. So, I mean, you'd think they would be pretty close after that. And all indications are it's going to be September 1st because there's this big sort of gap in the radio time schedule. What else would that be? It's not going to be cricket, right? It's going to be this show. But but I, I can tell you what the inner machinations are. And who knows? I, I would assume it's going to be September 1st. I I can't see why it wouldn't be. But then I just saw a rumor that said, oh, September 8th is when they're going to show it on BBC America. They've been doing day and date, so maybe it's September 8th. Who, who knows? Yeah, It's going to be the next couple weeks for sure. Well, it, I know I've seen the September 1st thing, and I'm just looking at the evidence. They're definitely spoon-feeding us bits and pieces of who. They're building up to something. It's happening soon. And they've done this before, so it's just never been this obtuse before. Yeah, well, I mean, it, I don't understand it. Because there's also been lots of double talk about this series. You know, when there was talk about how it was going to come on later in the year, they were saying we were going to get just as much who in 2012 as we did in 2011. Um, Apparently we aren't. But Yeah, well, I guess they're counting Series 6 and Series 7 combined. <laughs> like, if you look yeah, at it that talk. way, guys, it's the same number of episodes. Yeah, and they're, even, and they're even doing something weird because the new companion comes in mid-series and she comes in in the Christmas episode, I believe. So the Christmas episode is actually the Christmas special, whatever you want to call it, is smack dab in the middle of this season, basically. At least that's yeah, the way it feels. Also pretty weird, frankly, but, you know, because it's, it's usually a little separate thing, unless it's I guess it wasn't with at a time. But uh, but generally speaking, it's it's its own separate entity and it's kind of a bit of fluff, mm-hmm. even if it's a good bit of fluff like Christmas Carol, it still doesn't really have anything to do with anything. Uh, so maybe and I guess if these are all separate little blockbusters, then maybe it won't anyway. But well, yeah, it just it just seems like a weird setup. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange spacing I don't understand. But, but they've also got to account for the 50th anniversary, so that's probably why some of this machinating is going on. Yeah, they're trying to build up to something. Mm. Something powerful, something big. Mm-hmm. At least that's what we all hope. Now, uh, I know for a fact, September 1st, like you mentioned, is the date that they're bantering around. Yeah, The Internet, by the way, is the one bantering it around. It's not like BBC is feeding it and, and going... Nope. Mm. This is all nerds speculating. Yeah, now, in BBC, on BBC America... On the first, they're running a Doctor Who marathon, mm-hmm. which you would think would would lead to an eventual new story for us to watch. Yeah. So it either means that they're doing that or they're ramping up the day for the following week, because the weird thing is that it's also here in America. The uh, I always get these two mixed up. So I'm going to say it's the Labor Day weekend. Right. OK. Yeah. Trent, am I right? Are you there? It is. That's the fourth. Thank you. Oh, are you OK, man? <laughs> I'm eating. A, I'm eating a ruffle. Oh, glad I can interrupt. Uh, yeah, you got me like right at the second. Yeah, so they're they're, but it, here 
also in America, BBC America, for example, like Memorial Day, uh, they were doing day and date up until the Memorial Day weekend. And then like, ah, we're not going to burn one on the holiday weekend. We're going to skip over that. Well, which kind of makes a certain amount of sense. Who the hell is all watching it, right? So, oh, I guess. But in the DVR era, and you know, yeah, plus true. then again, you know, for those people that like watching Doctor Who commercial free or without alternative opening sequences, or yeah, you yeah, know, true. don't like waiting a few extra hours. Well, here's know. how bad I am. I have, I have a VPN, so I just tunnel into the BBC and watch it live. <laughs> I okay. I have to admit something, Warren. Yes, I was so wondering what was going to be happening with the wedding of River Song. I did the same thing. I ended <laughs> up done. well. I didn't VPN. What was it? I did. I or did I? No, I think I went through a DNS server mask. Same, same basic idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, you, same basic purpose. But, yeah. but the only problem is it keeps skipping. Oh, I don't know if that happens when you VPN in. Most of the time it doesn't, and I've done it from like somebody's backyard. We're gonna have to. <laughs> so, we're gonna have to exchange some information. Yes, we will. We shall do that. Because I would love spending my my Saturday mornings watching Doctor Who rather than. You it's know, weird. You sit down at ten and you go, "I'm watching this along with England. This is awesome." Yeah. The only thing you got to do is draw the blinds, so that way you know you get the full effect of it being at nighttime. Exactly. That 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 doesn't. Yeah. Which yeah, is only never. Which is we never I, had that feeling, right? So and I've talked to a bunch of my British friends about this. We never. We grew up. I saw it when I was a little kid, not a little kid, but a twelve year old. So I never had the I'm scared of whatever this monster is. I was always that thing looks cheap. Yeah. <laughs> and they never. And they never had that. They always grew up with this stuff, so it terrified them. Well, and they also grew up watching it as you know when it's evening and spooky and all the rest of it. And which you know it on BBC America will be able to actually have happen this year. You know, that was the one cool thing about waiting for the Christmas specials, at least on Christmas day, it's dark and it's nighttime. So you really kind of feel in the holiday spirit while you're watching it. Hmm. But you know, during the daytime, typically like when we were seeing it in the spring and everything, it was like, ah, oh, it's sunny outside. still. I'm, this isn't quite holding me quite, you know, the silence aren't quite that scary right now. Yeah. They're fairly scary, but yeah, not quite. The way they could be. But what about you, Trent? I think one of the things you've mentioned it kind of displeasure about the Daleks. Well, it just especially when I first started, and I think for anyone who's coming in right off the cuff that hasn't really had it, you know, any lure or have grown up with it at all, and mm-hmm. they their first introduction to the the Daleks is like, oh, there's a trash can with the plunger sticking out of it. <laughs> I'm, and this is the the most feared entity in the universe. But but having said that, um, the only time they were scary uh, is actually no RTD to give RTD credit. He's made them somewhat scarier than they were in the old show. I mean, the old show they just looked cheap like everything else, and you said, "Okay, I'm gonna just take it as read." Or as right, my dad right. put it, "This is like reading a book. You just have to use your imagination with this show. That's what it's for." Yeah. Um, yeah. But but uh, but uh, in Dalek, is is an object of pity, and then in Parting the Ways, it's they're genuinely scary. They're complete yes. bastards, right? And then yes. and then in parts of Stolen Earth, they aren't they're like that too. So I mean, not all of it. There's a little too much comical shenanigans going on, but but there's also bits and pieces where they're actually terrifying. And actually, that's more down to the actors acting that like they're terrified than right. anything. Else. Well, and I think it was it was uh, Karen Gillian. I think one time said, "Oh, I'm not afraid of the Daleks. All I have to do is go up a, a flight of stairs." Yeah, well, not anymore. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, like there's this ongoing joke about it. But once you buy into into what you're seeing, oh, my God, yeah, when, yeah. when I hear exterminate, I shit myself. But then Stolen Earth, it was perfect. Like to, to, they turn yep. on the radio and yep. Sarah Jane is there going, oh, my God, my child is going to die. Yeah. And she's and she totally sells it, too. Right. Oh, yeah. um, but, but then there's parts you know, like Daleks take Manhattan completely flushes that down. the toilet. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you have to bring that up? <laughs> No, it's it's the Dalek human hybrid. The what? Oh, yeah. 
I am a human Dalek. <laughs> no, no, you're not, sir. Please stop that immediately. No, you're just annoying. Go I want somewhere to come out and go, yeah, cha cha. Because <laughs> <laughs> he had that suit, and he just looked like that kind of a guy, like a vaudevillian of some sort. Oh, oh absolutely. You know, well, it can't all be gold, you know. No, no. Like that can't. wonderful one with the wasp. Oh, oh yeah. That wasn't me. <laughs> either. Yeah. But and then again, and, and uh, this kind of brings me uh, back a little bit. Um, some of the greatest episodes. I mean, like, of the first uh, four series, before Moffat takes over, which which would you say are the best episodes for people watching the reboot? Which are the ones that they should watch if they want to get into who? Utopia is, well, Utopia requires a bit of knowledge uh, of the old right. show, but it is tip-top. It is, for me, it's one of my favorites of all time, and it's definitely my favorite of the new se- of the new series, period. Like, it's fan-friggin-tastic. Um, Turn Left is great, although you have to kind of know what Catherine Tate's all about or what Donna Noble's all about for, for you to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But it's really put, and she puts in a fantastic performance. Um, Parting the Ways is probably the best Dalek story they've got. Uh, what else? I always loved Gridlock, even though a lot of people don't, because I love the thing at the end of the face of Bo and the speech about Gallifrey and all that. Again, oh they're, they're playing on my on my nostalgia for this thing. Uh, Waters of Mars is actually Waters of Mars is great just to introduce people because <laughs> because it's a fantastic story. Here's and, the and here's really the interesting thing. I don't mean to interrupt you, Warren, but yeah. I was trying to get Trent to watch Who. Yep. Yeah. And the very first thing he watched, Waters, Waters of Mars. Of Mars. And didn't like it or did like it? Did not. Oh, it was terrible. Oh, how can you not? What? What? <laughs> Dude, I know the writer. I'm going to tell him they said that. I'm sorry. I just, I couldn't do it. Well, here's the thing, though. I think you may have just watched it too soon because I, having progressed through all of them, because here's the thing. I tried to get into who, uh, and I think, what was the first one? I, I came in at the beginning of the first of the fourth series. So yes. I'm suddenly seeing the adipose episode. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, that's not a good one. And I'm like, but no, oh, no. Thank you. I was seven minutes into it, seven, eight minutes, at the point where the Doctor and Donna are, like, seeing one another. That part is great. All that banter back and forth. Yeah, and suddenly I'm like, oh, wait a second. I've missed something. Yeah, there's a lot going on. And then I went back, and I watched it all the way through, and I had to watch everything in order. I had Mm to. If I didn't, you know, I'd have to walk into rooms and switch the lights on five times in a row in the hopes that nothing goes bad in life. So instead, I'll watch the episodes in a row. And when I watched Waters of Mars, I thought it was an outstanding episode. But you kind of have to have seen previous stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the problem because it was really, it was a great, it was just a great episode. Uh, You know, the only part of it that bothered me is I didn't really quite connect with, with, um, the doctor's arrogance by that time. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, that's again. That's that's a whole. You've seen the history of this guy, and this is kind of a bold thing for him to do. And then he immediately gets slapped in the hand for it too. Pretty much, yeah. like no, no, you you are not supreme. I guess I'm, I guess I'm the wrong guy to ask because I've just been steeped in this stuff for so long that to me it's I just think oh well everybody knows that and of course they don't right so it's tough it's tough to walk in and not have one and it's it's weird to me like you go to this Gallifrey convention in L A and you meet people who've never seen the old show and you're just like. I don't know where to start. Like, what do I say? Like, this is <laughs> complete opposite of me. And nothing, nothing's wrong with them. It's just, how do you, where do you find common ground? Right. So, well, I know I tried to utilize Netflix in order to watch some of the old stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one of them was the, one of the fourth doctor adventures. And there was something going on on some planet somewhere. And next thing you know, it, he's sitting in a cafe with whatever companion it was. And there's some type of time loop that happens. 
Oh, yeah, I'm trying to think of which one that is. Yeah, and I was just like, okay, I can't, I can't get into this right now. Par- partially because the stuff that was going on on the other planet, you know, the the quality of what I was looking at reminded me of the, uh, you know, uh, far out space nuts. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the the effects are terrible. Like, there's yeah. no getting, but you but you you learn to love it. Like, exactly. Much like Stockholm syndrome. You have to but... embrace it just to get through it. And then, and that's kind of where I need to, uh, I need to do that. I, I need, I know I just for completeness, I need to go back, but. And, and the thing is, they've come out with uh, DVDs with alternate better effects, like Day of the Daleks has that. And some of the effects are pretty, well, they're all pretty terrible, but they're extra terrible in Day of the Daleks. So, so I've watched, what I'll do is I'll watch them once with the new effects, go, oh, that's very clever and very impressive, guys. And they'll just go back and watch the old effects just because that's what I'm used to, right? It's like, I can't not watch the old effect anymore because I grew up with it, right? So, mm-hmm. And I've been watching the show since I was 12 and I'm 41 now. So for me, I've just, I've seen that. I've seen all the old stuff a million times over. So, and that's just due to being, you know, from the ages of 12 to 20 something. Well, just and, drinking and, this stuff in. And that's a good question, actually. So uh, how did you get introduced to it and what about it drew you in? Uh, okay. Well, so I started watching, I saw my first one was the first ever Tom Baker episode. Uh, which was fortuitous and uh-huh. planned. And that was on PBS. I, I grew up in Edmonton and uh, immediately below us is Spokane. And for whatever reason, uh, Spokane got more donations for their PBS organization from Alberta, uh, from the two season Alberta in Canada than they ever did from, from, from Spokane's in Washington, right? Washington state. Uh, and so, That's and so they, they would kind of cater to us basically. And uh, so, yeah, I just kind of stumbled across it on PBS one day. And I'm like, what the hell is this? This is crazy. This, dude in a scarf is saying clever things and beating up robots. I'm on board. <laughs> and that was basically it. I'm like, you know, any nerdy little kid who's 12 and, you know, isn't, isn't the cool kid in class. And all of a sudden he finds a guy who's the idealized version of that. And that, that there's not an argument for that. Like I, when I first went to um, the Gallifrey convention, I, I just didn't have any presuppositions. I walk in half people there are gay. I'm like, well, that's weird. Cool. Whatever. But it's weird. I never really, never really thought about it. And I asked them, I, they said, well, it's because this guy who was different and he's very flamboyant. So of course we dig it, what he's doing. And so, <laughs> I never thought of that. But that's, that's why there's a big, 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 and actually half the guys writing the show, not so much anymore, but like during the RTD era, for sure, like almost all the writers were gay and the RTD is gay. And, uh, and even now I think Mark Gatiss is, is gay. like I said, doesn't matter. Very but gay a friendly following of fans. And then and the, when the show was canceled in what was it? 89. And then between then all these guys started doing all the alternative stuff, like the audios and the books. And they were all these fans. And a lot of them kind of rose to prominence and worked for the real show after that. So, and they happen to be gay. I'm kind of mixing three or four things together here, but, but to get back to your point, uh, he's this guy who isn't like everybody else and is pretty proud of the fact. <laughs> so, so you kind of get your nerd pride out of that or gotcha. whatever pride you're into. Well, for me, I know coming into the the new era, if you will, I mean, I, I, I'm just an, I'm very appreciative of good writing yeah. and of clever writing. And, and the one thing it's had frequently is great banter, which is probably why I'm in love with Smith, not in, in that way. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, but I mean, he just, he delivers brand, banter quite well. Like in Christmas Carol, there are so many little gems in there that I love. Like the whole thing about the creature that, Looks like a baby's head and cries up the climbs up the back of the cupboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know something, huh? I guess I shouldn't have said that. Or or even better, another quick throwaway line is when he shows the um psychic paper to the kid and he's all it's just a bunch of wavy lines. Oh, finally a lie too big. And just moves <laughs> on. I mean it's just a really subtle funny line but it was great yeah well I mean, the show is founded that like back in the day they couldn't really go on the effects or the action or anything else so it was all the writing and mm-hmm. so you know it's not perfect over a 30 year run there's there's going to be some stumbles but 
but but there's there's always great banter and that's the other thing that sucked me with tom baker like this guy was really funny and then it's just sassy lines everywhere and i'm like well this is this is great this guy is using his using his mouth and not his fists this this like how could i not like this guy <laughs> so so yeah and then then that's kind of gone on throughout the series in one form or another so I, I a doctor who doesn't sass off is just not a doctor i want to hang with <laughs> oh i like that uh, the only thing I can say, too, so there was that one that I tried to watch, and then there was another one that starts off with Sarah Jane and some other guy and the Doctor landing on a station. And again, it was oh, a yeah. Tom Baker episode. That's um, either Revenge of the Cybermen or Ark in Space. And Ark in Space is fan-freaking-tastic. And the only thing is I tried watching it, but it was kind of slow going in the beginning. And I don't know, Tom Baker just seemed kind of mean at that point to me. He is a little mean in that one. It's a little weird. He hasn't quite established what his character is going to be like. Yeah, because he's kind of like yelling at Sarah Jane for being stupid, but not, yeah, not yelling at our, her. Just speak, space. Yeah. yeah, just speaking of it in a sense, you know, mm-hmm. and I was just like, eh. So again, hard to get into. But one of these well, days, the thing is, when sit he, down and do it. When he came in, uh, the previous guy was more of a James Bondian sort of a character. Mm-hmm. And he was much more humanish. I mean, he wasn't human, but he was, he was much more of a suave man of action. And then you get to Tom Baker and his whole thing is that he's nuts, like in real life and on this show. So he was very, very alien and very much so in the beginning and even all the way through he was. But, uh, but at the beginning he was just, he just didn't react the way you'd think a person would. And so, and he was quite, Tom Baker was quite good at portraying that. And you see a bit of that in Smith too. Yeah. Like he'll just, do stuff and it's like well why did he do that oh yeah he's not human that's why he does this does or doesn't do these things there are um two things that i've noticed about smith that i really like and that is that he does first of all behaviorally he does very odd things like Mm -hmm. i think uh who cole i'm working this through i think it was the second parter so um day of the moon yeah where he's like going through it like immediately post kiss with river song. And he does that opposing hand to the cheek and scratches. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. and you're like, that's just abnormal enough to be alien. Mm-hmm. So he does the alien aspects really good. And I also feel that he does, he plays old amazingly well for a guy so young, like in, yeah, he does, he does. like in, um, the big bang. When he's, uh, well, you know, granted, supposedly the doctor was also dying at that point. He'd been shot by a Dalek. But uh, he, when he's sitting in the chair and he's talking to uh, Amy, I mean, he just he could have been my grandfather at that point, you know, just mm-hmm. conveying age well beyond his years. It was amazing to me. He does that that very well. Tennant was better at being angry. Like he was yeah. really good at being angry. And yes. Smith, yes. not so much. But yeah. Tennant was a lot more humany too. Like he was uh, almost a little too human, I thought, compared to say Eccleston or Smith. Yeah, when when Smith has tried to do angry, I haven't really bought it very well. Like when it was uh, Beast Below, when yeah. he was like, you know, yelling, "Nobody human has anything to say to me today." I, I didn't buy that. I, I didn't mind that. The stuff in the trailer where he's talking about uh, for the new series where he's uh, talking about when he ever showed mercy, and just, just there's just bits and pieces where it doesn't really gel. But he does something else that's cool, so you just kind of forget about it. You just let it slide. Yeah, exactly. And this show is all about letting things slide, really. It is. Well, now let me ask you this. With something that spans so much time, mm-hmm. uh, for continuity freaks, is there a <laughs> move, lot of... Move con- on, continuity freaks. Is there, so that, that's the case. There's a lot of uh, contradiction in uh, Doctor Who. 
nothing but contradiction. That's what I love about it. It's, it's just like, it just says from the get go, from like the old show where they didn't even have Kanye. They're just like, get the hell with it. They don't, they, they just figured that there was no point. It's like a soap opera. There's no point actually, you know, when you look at Star Trek and Star Trek is a slave to, not anymore, but he still is like, even with this new universe and young Kirk and all the rest of it, they're still, they're still beholden to this old stuff. And I'm not sure what this, where the, nude pictures of Gene Roddenberry are that keeps this going. But <laughs> but for some reason that Star Trek is really beholden that maybe the fans. But uh, Doctor Who, there's kind of this unspoken agreement. Everybody goes, well that doesn't make any sense. Eh, whatever. Time and space, blue box. He's traveling on a blue box. Doesn't really matter. Like the thing is bigger on the inside than the outside. None of this makes any sense. Like that thing is run on four or five off the top of my head different power sources over mm-hmm. the course of the course of the series. Or the course of the whole show, and and it just doesn't really matter. Like at the end of the day, is he doing something cool, being smart, and whipping around songs? Whatever, done, good, we're cool. Well, that's the thing. The one invention in the show that I love is the sonic mm-hmm. screwdriver. It's like you know what? We're not going to get bogged down in technicalities. Just give them a magic device. Suddenly the door opens and they're in and through. You know, and they got rid- they got rid of it in the old show because it was just too much like that. They had you know they'd have four half hour episodes, more or less twenty two minute episodes, and it just got to be too easy. And so, but when they turned to this 45 minute format, it became a necessity. It's like, well, we got to get out of this somehow. This is a quick way to get through this stuff and get on to the next cool thing. So it totally makes sense in a new series. It made a little less sense after a while in the old series. So during the RDT, R, oh God, Russell C. Davies era, yeah. what do you think was the worst episode ever? Fear her. <laughs> no question. I loathe. Fear okay. Her. Now hold on. Let me, tr- <laughs> let me try. Cause you got to remember, I, when I literally powered through Doctor Who episodes. So every time I was sitting there working on the computer, I was watching Doctor Who. I guess yeah. you could argue I wasn't really watching it. So Fear Her, is that the one that's set in the Olympics with yes. the Olympics as the backdrop? Yep. The best thing about the uh, the opening ceremonies of the Olympics this year was that I had a friend of mine, and she put in all capital letters, Fear Her, No Longer Canon. <laughs> and it didn't show up and didn't light anything. I was like, oh, that's, that's beautiful. If I don't remember one thing from the 2012 Olympics, it'll be that. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, So, and that was the thing where the little kid was drawing things that were coming to life. Yeah, it, just, it was just a mess, like the so, whole thing was. Okay. All right. So now I remember. So that's and there why... are other people who hate Love and Monsters, which is the one about the guy doing a lot of confessions into his webcam, and his girl, his girlfriend becomes a stone slab. But I love it. It's got ELO in it, which is great to begin with, and it's quite cleverly written, as far as I'm concerned. I and yep. it's a good take on fans too. It's a good kind of jab at fans. You know, I no. thought it was really good. The only thing I didn't like about it was, you know, the fact that they're just in rocks at the end. That that was the yeah. only thing that kind of bugged me a little bit. And it was it was early enough in the show that they're trying something new and different. And I was like, well, okay, they're doing something different with this. This is not traditional Doctor Who. As long as you pull it off, great, fine by me. And, Trent, and you, I thought they did. So you, you keep getting cut off. Did you have a thought on that? Oh yeah, that, that was um, Matt uh, Graham wrote that, right? I think so. Yeah, the Life on Mars guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and he did. Uh, I, I, if I remember, he wrote, right, he wrote he, Fear Her. I think. Yeah, yeah, he wrote Fear Her, and oh. then I think they brought him back in um, 2011 for a two-parter, didn't they? I to do uh, I'm, I'm terrible at mixing and matching the names of the writers. Uh, God, I I'll have to Google it, but I'm almost positive he had a two parter in in last season. I thought he did Crystal Black Spot, which is also terrible, but I could oh, you know, oh, I could very, well, uh, I could very it, well be besmirching the poor guy. It was uh, the Rebel Flesh almost. Oh, okay, yeah, that one is. Nah, it's middling. It's not. Yeah. It's not fair or bad. That's for damn sure. But it's right. Middling. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Although a good a good side story is when we were down at Gallifrey the convention, a friend of mine who's an amazing customer, she 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 was dressed as one of the gangers, and then she had to go get aspirin or something from the drugstore. And where the convention is is not the best part of L.A. So she walks out in a yellow outfit and with this screwed up face and a spear, 
and, and walks down the street. And about four blocks down, she goes, wait a minute. This is the wrongest thing I could possibly be wearing in this neighborhood at this point in time. I'm going right back to the hotel and just, just putting up with this headache. Oh, man. Yeah, I wasn't really thrilled with the Rebel Flesh and the Almost People. I, I didn't. It had, it had potential, but yeah, it didn't quite make it. No, it did not. But again, still, you know, when you compare season six to season seven, I keep switching between season series five and six. Yeah, yeah when you go between five and six, five and six again, it, that two parter was still better than, say, for example, the oh gosh, the Angry Earth or whatever it was. Oh, the the Silurian one, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Yes. Although there's a good yes. example of the doctor being alien. He just kind of sends that kid off and then realizes, oh, wait, that's not what you do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought he'd be back. Whatever. Eh. Yeah, that that uh, that could have been better, the Silurian two-parter, for sure. That was one of my friend's complaints about Smith, was that he thought he was just too... Not Smith, but the doctor in the fifth series was just too careless. Yeah, well, in a way, yeah. but but I mean, like that was the only one ep- thing I could think of that would compare. It's like, well, yeah, sure, it weren't a hazardous situation, but let the little kid go home and get his headphones. <laughs> yes, it's reasonable. That's that's really that's not too bad. But if you look at the first doctor, I mean, he was just outright cruel. <laughs> so so you got a long way to go before you get back to that. Now I've been a very big fan of Moffat's writing. At least mm-hmm. I was uh, during the seasons when he wasn't in charge. Yeah. Um, what was your take the first time you watched blink i love Blink. i don't i'm not one of those super fans who thinks it's the best thing that doctor who's ever made and uh, you know but it is pretty damn good and the angels are pretty damn terrifying and actually the time of angels that two-parter is just fantastic i'm glad that actually my daughter uh who i said already she's going to be turning nine soon uh whenever i put on doctor who she's interested in watching which i'm very proud of uh but like if i'm talking about watching doctor who her number one request Mm -hmm is the uh the the time of angels and flesh and stone oh nice (laughs) yeah so those are i mean she loves that two-parter i'm like wow really because i would think that's like out of the the fifth series that's like one of the more uh, frightening episodes really i'm scared and i'm old yeah (laughs) and it's heavy subject material too yeah totally oh definitely when they snap the guy's neck i'm like wow yeah that's that's cool yeah I, i still don't understand the concept behind that why were they is it because they weren't strong enough to displace anybody or they just had an agenda, which was either to get to the radiation or to get to the doctor? I mean, it it was confusing to me why the angels took that route. I think they're just total bastards. That's what I did. I was like, ah, these guys are dicks. So, that, and you have to admit, that was a great piece of writing when there was that horrific crying sound. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. their closest thing to laughing. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's not good. Yeah, yeah. That's, it, was, it was just fantastic. And I don't know how the hell. Stephen Moffat came up with these statues that are just the, the deadliest things ever. But kudos to him for coming up with it. Cause that is just a, a crazy, unique, very doctor who villain that you couldn't really do anywhere else and have it work. Yeah. I think also his, uh, the concept of, of the silence this past mm-hmm. season was really good. Um, yeah, it, he's arguably better at the, those kind of creatures than RTD was. Like the only the not so good. Yeah, the only thing about it is that it it kind of creates a, a a difficult writing situation where, let's face it, the more nerdy among us will will constantly come up with points that will, you know, uh, make you question the material. Like for example, yeah. in in Day of the Moon, how is it that River remembers to turn around and shoot a silence behind her when she's no longer looking at them? Yeah, you know what I mean. Question. I, I, my answer to that was it looked cool. Yeah. So, 
Well, if she was catching a reflection in the handle of the TARDIS, so they, Possibly, you know, yes. so she still had the memory retention of who they were. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't. She know. drew a map on her hand. Yep, I guess. I'm gonna push my glasses in a little further. There you go. Oh, you will see. Gleely Zabius gleam. Yeah, I. When it comes to Moffat's writing, I think <clears throat> as long as he sticks with messing around with time, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, with the exception of that whole Christmas special wardrobe, whatever, with the Doctor, the Widow, and the wardrobe. I was not a fan. It was especially because Christmas Girl was so damn good. That's and, the uh, problem. That's this a, just didn't measure up because even in its campiness, mm-hmm. Christmas Carol was far superior to the nonsense of uh, of Widow, the Doctor Widow in the wardrobe. Or she also got Michael Gambon to fall back on, which is you know nothing nothing to cry about. No, so. just a powerful actor, yeah. damn powerful, it's just really good, really good. So, uh, without knowing anything whatsoever, what do you think we're in for in this new season? I don't know. I've been assiduously avoiding any spoilers for mm-hmm. this thing, especially the Dalek one, because I don't really want to know anything about it. Because other than the fact that, as I've already told us, they have every single Dalek from the old show. They they actually took one from Russell T. Davies, the one that sits in his hallway, which is now canon, apparently, because because <laughs> it's a replica. But now it's a canon Dalek because it's been in the show. Um, and, and the special weapons Dalek. And I'm not a huge fan of the McCoy era, but I love that Dalek. It's like a Dalek with a cannon on it. What's not to like? <laughs> so, well, it's a lot more intimidating than a plunger. Yeah, exactly. It totally it's is. True. So, so apparently they're all going to be in there, and and I've, from what I've heard from friends of mine who were in England who went to see the the screening, like they they didn't give me any spoilers, but they said it is fantastic. So that that I'm looking forward to. That that's really good to hear because I want it to really come back nice and powerful, especially mm-hmm. since you know we got a lot of questions. Actually, you know what? Here's one more question I'd really like to ask somebody. Yeah, I almost did. I just say. Axe? Did you? I think you just said ask somebody. You did say axe, that was yes. a nasal situation. I don't talk like that at all. Uh, another question I would really <laughs> like to ask somebody who who is uh, uh, I don't want to say a much bigger fan of the show than I, but obviously a, a more avid watcher than I. More nerdy. Let's put it that way. I would not even say that because uh, I don't. I think once you slip into the nerd geek territory, there's no really nerdier no or less nerdy. You're just you're in that zone, and that's it. Um, for you from the fifth and sixth series, what are, in your opinion, still the unanswered questions? Why the hell the silencer building a TARDIS in the first place? Why did the TARDIS blow up? They don't really explain that one very well. Oh, they're Uh, the the one that we saw in the the lodger. Or throughout the series five, like there's yeah, they, they, but yeah, the the proto TARDIS. It's like oh, it's a proto TARDIS. I'm like, well, what? How? What? <laughs> like you got to explain that one. Like please tell me what the hell happened there because why are they building a TARDIS in the first place? And secondly, how the hell did Silence know how to do that? And thirdly, where'd they get the technology if the Doctor's the only one left? So you know, well, just, I think the poor choice of words were comparing it to a, a proto TARDIS. I think they should yeah. have just called it like a time machine. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Although it does look a lot like a cool, a kind of a cool TARDIS, actually. Yeah, I, I think, and uh, when you look at their war on the Doctor, mm-hmm. I think it kind of makes sense that they would need something for skipping around in time. Obviously, they wouldn't have built it because they kind of established that that's not their MO. They don't, they don't, they don't do that. And, they, but the other thing is, why do they want it? They don't, maybe I wasn't paying attention, but they don't really go into why they're out to get the Doctor. Oh, because of the whole thing on the the shores of Trenzalore when the level oh, falls. Yeah, yeah. So, something we've never seen. So when no very one conveniently enough. Yes, when no one can speak an untruth or whatever that gibberish is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, the end of the sixth season, one of the most uh brilliant bits of dialogue and the cheesiest that both irked me oh, and entertained thing, me. Yeah, yeah. 
that entertained me so much while irking me at the same time. It I was, was in amazing. The same boat. I was like, oh, why are you magnificent bastards? Oh, that was so damn clever, but so cheesy. How dare you? Yep. Um, I, I, for me, I think uh, one of the things that still bugs me that I kind of don't really feel was resolved is, you know, exactly how and who was taking over the TARDIS in the yeah. Big Bang or just prior to the Big Bang in the mm-hmm. Pandorica Opens. You know, like, who was doing that? Was it the silence? How did they do it? Well, they have silence will fall. So I'm assuming it's got to be that. But uh, but you just don't know. But how and did they do whole it? Alliance, the whole alliance of elves and men there of all the different monsters. And that I actually got to talk to the director because we interviewed him for our live show. Uh, and I told him that whole thing where Smith is getting dragged along with the, the life and death of Amy Pond music and all the they pass by all the different monsters. I'm like, that just encapsulates this whole show perfectly. You know, just everything that's awesome about this show is just in this one shot. <laughs> It's just everything right there. Exactly. I was like, oh, it's just, just, oh, I got to go lie down. It was, a good, it, was, it was really a good payoff for an episode that mostly wasn't very good. Yeah, not a whole lot was going on. I mean, it was more buildup than anything else. Yeah, I mean, it started off, it, I kind of ran that one along the same lines of uh, the Time of Angels, where it really starts with a really cool opening. Mm-hmm. And then there, well, actually, Angels didn't do that. Angels was consistent all the way through for me, but... Uh, that one, it started off really great. Then it hits this long lull, which, okay, let's throw in Sasabraman action. But, you know, him facing off against the alien hordes in the sky felt hollow to me. And then finally there was just the big moment and the shocking end, which was great. So Tennant's, Tennant's better at that whole facing off against whoever thing. Like, he's much better at that than Smith is. Yeah. But Smith's again, better at the smaller things, you know what I mean? But then again, one of the things I've been doing... Um, <laughs> Sorry, somebody just tweeted something that's a reference to the past episode, and that made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> somehow we talked about dildonic technology, don't ask. And somebody's like, Stephen, someone will bring new alien crossbeat, the dildonics. Anyway, just so you know, we are reading your tweets, and, and Warren's actually got to go. So, um, But what I was going to say is one of the things I've been noticing that I don't know if it's intentional or not, but every time uh, there is something that's involving River Song, I kind of look at the activities that are happening and I think back to silence in the library, and I'm wondering how many of these things are in reference to what she said. Because, like, in her speech where she's talking about the doctor, whether it was in silence of the library or the second part, Forest of the Dead, mm. um, you know, she makes mention to how she's seen him, like, hold off armies, you know, just by talking to him or whatever. And yeah. I'm wondering, well, was that what we saw at Stonehenge? Or that is that of- what we're going to see at the Trenzalore? Or is it what he did um, in... In uh, Good Man Goes to War. Right? Yeah, exactly. So I'm kind of like wondering where all of these things are, and I and and I'm only doing that because I kind of think Moffat does throw those little tidbits in, mm-hmm. and it's a mugs game, really. Because I mean, there is some of that there, but at the same time, you're like, well, how much good is this doing me trying to figure this out? Really? Mm-hmm. It's not doing any, but I just love it because yeah. I'm. Uh, let's face it if you're if you're part of the nerd culture, you the majority of us we love continuity that's what draws us in that's what sucks oh, yeah. us in you still do it i mean you can't help but do it but god we i just love continuity that's why uh, and one of the things i i miss when i was watching the the third season uh which i actually had to go back and recatch was all of those appearances on monitors and tvs of rose i like i never caught those the first view oh those are those are brilliant Oh, yeah, just and, and she didn't need to come back, mind you. But yeah, there no. Was. And also, that was the one thing too that I never caught. And thankfully, I listened to you guys, so that way I was introduced to it. But the whole thing with, uh, in the second part of Flesh and Stone, where mm-hmm. suddenly tenants are not tenant. Ooh, when Smith is back with the jacket on, never caught that. 
And I'm still, I, I don't know about you, I'm still wondering if that was intentional or just a mistake. No, that was intentional. Yeah, completely and totally? Because later on in the Big Bang, they show that. Like they show well, the I know, thing. but I thought maybe it was just a continuity cover-up. It's like, ah. No, no, I think, I think that was, that was, that I think was intentional. And at the time we debated endlessly as nerds do, but, but, uh, and we thought it was a mistake. <laughs> we told it that was a mistake and then we were proven wrong. Well, so. it, well, and here's the thing too. It, it really kind of is suspicious because even in the continuity of the way that episode plans out, unless the doctor knows exactly what's happening it, as he's rewinding, it really doesn't make any sense for him, him to tell her that. Because it's in my mind, he was setting up that he has to listen to her and trust her because now he's about to go to her as a child and, you know, tell the story that ends up giving her the words to bring him back. You know, the only thing I got to say is sometimes you just got to squint. <laughs> just hope it makes sense. Just shrug yeah, it off. I squint. Yeah, exactly. Just shrug it off. It's like, yeah. And, and, and my co-host Chris is a lot worse at that than I am or better at picking things out than I am. But uh, for him, little things like that will drive him crazy. And for me, it's just like, eh, if the dramatic thrust is good and I'm enjoying what's happening and there's good dialogue, then I will I will cut some slack. Well, Warren, I well, think that is excellent advice. I think I will try and adhere to it in the upcoming episodes <laughs> whenever they may premiere. Yes. And uh, know that I will be listening every Monday after you guys have uh, released your new podcast, which normally happens on Sundays, if I'm correct. Yeah. This new one is out, uh, it's out now. So yeah. Yeah. You guys are always part of my Monday morning commute. And I thank you very much for putting out a very fine product that makes me feel like I'm part of a conversation with friends about a show that I really enjoy. Oh, thanks, man. And, uh, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, I don't know what we accomplished, but I'm glad we did it. Oh, good thing. I can just say, I can just say one more thing. I'm also doing video free Scarrow, which you can get on youtube.com slash Freiburg. F-R-E-Y-B-U-R-G media. And, and you'll see there's 10 different episodes of, of oh, me nice. hosting a video version of the show. And, of it, sorts. and if you do want to uh, follow Radio Free Scarrow, they're at, at Radio Free Scarrow on Twitter. You can also find them on Facebook and many other iterations. And more importantly, what if people want to follow you on Twitter, Warren? Uh, F-R- it's at F-R-E-Y-B-U-R-G. There you go. Thank you very much for joining us, sir. I'll let you go because I know you have a time commitment. Uh, but again, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, I-, I look forward to it maybe again in the future sometime. Indeed, sir. Indeed. All righty. Um, uh, and with that, uh, let's uh, God, we, I feel like we should throw to something else, but we really can't. I was going to say, I, I don't know what happens. Do we do we do an ad now? Or, or I guess uh... we could. I mean, I, you know, I, I basically we have to use the time on the show to thank Warren because he's got to go and we got to keep going for another 30 minutes. <laughs> So what are you going to do? So, uh, Warren, I'm just going to hit disconnect, but thank you again, sir. Okay. I really Sounds appreciate good. it. And I'll, uh, I'll send you an email afterwards. For sure. Sounds good. Thanks uh, a lot, guys. Thank you. Thanks, now, I, uh, how did you feel about that, Trent? Would you like it? I loved it. You sure? Like, yeah, it's great. Well, I basically took an hour off sitting here listening to somebody else. You jerk. No, it was good. I polished off that, uh, Spanish, uh, Grenache that I was drinking. So, uh, I left and actually T-Balls is at the helm. Oh, very good. That's. <laughs> I'm so glad you kept it in check in the meantime. I really am. I, uh, wow. I was just, I, ever since uh, I found their podcast, I've really been wanting to like talk to one of the gentlemen from Radio Free Scar. Well, and, and uh, you were referencing that way back on, uh, Radio Askew. Oh, yeah. Well, because that's the, the thing about uh, podcasting is it, 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 it's the beautiful thing because it's micro transmission of topics. So, you know, you can find a specialty podcast about whatever it is you like or listen to you know like right uh, before the show started i was talking to warren because uh, i was asking them how they do their show you know we do this live we're skyped we're just going uh, right. but they actually 
each they have Skype as a backup just for the conversation, but every one of them maintains a recording and then they've got to sync those up. So they literally cut the entire show. That's a lot of work. That is, a, we we would never do that. Just so you know, never. <laughs> In fact, I tried to do that once on a part of him. Did it once and said, "Fuck this." Well, yeah, unless everything essentially went to hell in a handbasket and it was the only point of recovery, <laughs> not gonna happen. But not there gonna is, happen. We're both though. They've got people from three different provinces who are all make up the show. Yeah, they do. And you know, let's face it, they have a lot more listeners than we do. <laughs> Doesn't take much, Will. <laughs> no, but that's not the reason. I really just, you know, because really I wanted to get somebody else's take on this. I'm like, what is going on with the BBC? Because they are spoon feeding us information, but you know, why won't they commit? Now I know they were kind of a little mysterious with, you know, the premiere date of the fifth series, but you know, uh, this is just going nuts. They're, they're right. taking it to the complete and total mysterious. It's like, just tell us when it's going to premiere already. Let me plan my schedule, you assholes. Maybe they don't know. That could be it, too. That's quite possible. Yeah. But still, again, thank you very much to Warren for uh, for taking part in, and talking to us about a uh, subject matter that, obviously, we really love talking about on this show. Yes. And so, you know, it's just a chance to to bring somebody else in. One of the, uh, I don't know, it just kind of hit me. It's like suddenly, I, like, I really want to talk to one of those guys. And, and literally, that was set up at midnight on Friday night. Well, and more than happy to jump on with this. Yeah, that was even better. And I got to admit something. When I listen to the show, like one of the voices that I, because let's face it, on any podcast, there's somebody that you connect with uh, probably more than others when it's a multi-host show. And and more often than not, Warren is the voice that I relate to, not because of the sound quality uh, of his voice, but because of the things that he says more accurately reflect the same things that I kind of uh, think or experience during the episodes. Because if there's one thing we don't want, it's diversity. No, no, please. <laughs> we want everything to be the same. Unless, <laughs> unless of course, we're doing something like shopping. It's true. Because then we want all kinds of different stuff. And where can we get them? We can get them at ThinkGeek. Now, it's really simple. If you want, we've talked about Doctor Who for an hour alienated most of our audience but the great news is if you're still listening that means that you are a fan of doctor who as well and you can get lots of great doctor who merchandise at think geek all you have to do go to smodcast.com forward slash netheads kick the kick kick the think geek banner just knock it around <laughs> right yeah make joe's boss give it some t-balls action throw some stank on it <laughs> click that that'll take you to think geek Put Doctor oh, Who in the search area, and and you can find just a plethora of stuff. Like right now, I am looking at the uh, the Doctor Who uh, linking blocks. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> it's generic Legos, people. But it's it's a Doctor Who TARDIS that oh, came yeah. with an yeah, Amy and a good, Doctor, yeah. and he's even got his little dildonic sonic screwdriver. Uh, you know, one of the things I've got here on my desk as well is the 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 message box uh, from the Doctor's wife episode. I really yes. like it. You hit it the second time and it blinks and flickers the same way. So you know, you can get that there. You can get a Sonic screwdriver replicas. You can get the remote control Sonic screwdriver that's coming out soon. All of these things are available at Think Geek. So once again, smodcast.com forward slash netheads. Click the Think Geek banner. You can get all this fine stuff. Best of all, when you go shopping, you earn geek points. What does what that mean? Points? Geek. Oh, look, I prompt right. <laughs> Let's try that again. Best of all, when you go shopping, you earn geek points. 
What are those, Will? Well, let me tell you, Trent. <laughs> when you go shopping, you earn these geek points. That means the next time you come back, because let's face it, folks, think geek isn't just a shopping experience. It's an addiction. And when you go back later, you will be able to get free stuff along with the stuff that you buy utilizing your geek points. You you go to your cart, you think, and then, and then you see, oh, well, let me click this geek points area. And they're like, hey, with all the stuff you're buying, you can use this many geek points to get something for free. How can't can you argue? That. No, thank you. You can't. <laughs> I literally blanked. I didn't know what I was talking about anymore. <laughs> Think Geek is the place to get all the fine things, folks. Again, smodcast.com forward slash netheads. Click the Think Geek banner and get the shopping experience of a lifetime. Not guaranteed. That's it, folks, because at Think Geek, what do they have, Trent? Well, they have stuff for smart masses. Did you purposely not finish that because you're like, ah, or are you not there anymore? No, I thought, I oh, thought okay. you know, the, the, you, all, you always say stuff and then let America finish the, the smart masses. Well, you haven't you haven't really been able to say a whole lot this show. So. No, it, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I don't need to say a lot. And boy, I got to tell you, man, seriously, like, have you listened to Radio Free Scarrow? I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's okay nope. if you haven't. No, I have. Yeah, I love, oh, especially when the series is going and they're talking about stuff the next day. I just, I get giddy waiting for, to hear what yeah. they have to say about you're, it. You're, you're some sort of excited about the whole thing. Oh, yeah. I even told him when he, when he first came on, we came on before the show, um, which part of the reason why we actually started on time for once. Because um, <laughs> someone, it was dependent on someone else. Someone else was joining. I'm like, I don't want to look like a putz. <laughs> Failed it. Um, uh, when it came on, I said, I got to tell you, it is just, I'm almost embarrassed at how excited I am to hear your voice on the other side of this. And he said, that it, he, said he said, yeah, that is kind of odd. Did you fanboy out a little bit? Just a little bit. Fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I know. I, but, uh, I, man, I, it's, it's just amazing because you know, he's just another guy, just like us, just the same way as you. But, you know, we, we well, run and there are people that think the same way about us, which is just sad for them. But, you know, like like you, uh, I don't know. Did anyone uh, at Sturgis recognize you, Trent, for uh, no, a part no, of him? Not, or? Not, a, not a Sturgis, no. Netheads, no. No, I yeah. think. Well, I, I didn't go into any uh, comic book shop. Zeros and heroes. Yeah, no, no. It was uh, just uh, biker bars, which oddly enough aren't the biggest fans of podcasts. Well, goddamn it, they should be. <laughs> have you been recognized anywhere for anything, and I, where? If so, where? I have. Yeah, the 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 one time in. Um, well, I mean, obviously here here in in Utah that happens infrequently to frequently and then the the one time in chicago which was a big a big boost for my ego at the comic book shop there oh wow oh that's right somebody recognized your voice yeah yeah because god knows I, they don't know what you look like i'm sure i was laughing by the way were like wait a second i've heard that drunken stupor can you can you by the way can you do me a favor can you please change the image on skype no, no, because because i am looking at you like that right now will why would you do that you look like you're just looking at me like why won't you shut up? If you've never used Skype, essentially you can you, you put on profile pictures, right? Yeah. And I took my profile picture while we were doing NetHeads once, and it's me just kind of looking look right into the mic like, Jesus. Yeah. Why won't he shut up? Like, I'll post it on Twitter. Oh, God, I hate you, Will. That's what it's <laughs> Every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, that's just lovely. <laughs> You're killing me, buddy. I'm sorry. So let me ask you, Trent, did you pick up, uh, well, for those that don't know, when Trent, how long does it take you to go to the nearest comic book store? Proper? Um, well, well, we we just had a, a recent change, but I was driving round trip up to two hours for what's, my for my comics. What's the recent change? 
um, it was bought out by uh, by by who I was driving to. Oh, really? Local, yeah, the local one was bought out by the company that I used to drive down to get. So, oh, okay. I'm there confused now. So now, where are your where do you get your comics? Where here in here in town now? Oh, so until I open my own shop. Oh, and compete. Right, exactly, and put them out of business. In other words, good. There you are. That's the spirit, my friend. <laughs> So, so my question then is, did you, uh, we talked about it last week. Did you pick up Walking Dead 101? I haven't, I, I've, I've got it. I haven't read it yet. Oh, you have it, but you haven't read it. Yeah, it's in my stack. I haven't, I've done neither. I have not Are, picked it up. So, and I haven't so read was it. 100 it? Are you done? I don't know, man. I guess it all depends on what you tell me after you read 101. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. And, you know, you're, if you come back and you're kind of like, hey, you might want to check it out, Will, but you know, if it's just, uh, right now, that comic, it's at a point, even though it's a regurgita- regurgitation of, of uh, content, if you ask me. Yeah. And and we had people mention that on, on Twitter at the last show. Like, let's be honest, this is a, a comic series that could have ended a long time ago. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's it, we kind of need that time to happen. You know, suddenly it's just like a much older. What's his kid's name? Uh, um, Carl. Carl. Yeah, the one you know on the TV show they can never keep track of him. <laughs> where's Carl? Where, where's Carl? I think the greatest one was a screen caption I saw of of the lady that played uh, the mom, and Carl's sitting like right next to her, but a little bit behind her, and she's like, "Where's Carl?" <laughs> that's great. Um, but you know that's one thing. It, like the comic should really just end with like a much older Carl wakes up, and he like he's just going to go wake up his dad, but you know his dad's a zombie in the bed and bites him and. It's over. Yeah, and that's it. And that's, that's how it, it ends. That's how it ends. Because we all become them anyway. Yeah, or, you, or, or there's just suddenly a cure, and and everything just gets re, uh, rebuilt. I don't know, but anyway, I don't know. We'll see. I guess it depends on your feedback. You'll you'll be my cue. Because okay. right now oh, well, it's even though it's regurg- this is where I was going with this. It's, even though yeah. it's regurgitation of content, it's it's one of those things where they've had a very slow build up to things, and then it all hits the fan at once, which is what mm-hmm. this comic does. So. There's going to be quite a few episodes of really interesting stuff. And then, you know, it's going to be like three episodes, three uh, issues of them issues. like traveling in a van. You know? well, and that's just it. That's that's kind of like I, I mean, that was always our biggest beef about the, the TV show, too, was like, oh, we had an entire season that was wrapped up in two episodes. That's kind of what it, the, the comic book. It didn't start out that way, but that's kind of what the comic book has turned into. Yeah, it just it needs to. Like, and you know maybe maybe that's because Kirkman is now you know the creative lead of uh, Image, and he's got so much other shit he's doing right now that it's everything really is formulaic. He's been doing it for how many years that that's you just fall into it. Mm-hmm. Time to end it, and you may not even realize it. Right? Yeah, absolutely. He just may not have a clue. Who who knows? Yeah. Uh, anyway, neither here nor there. <laughs> uh, okay, so what are some of the other things? Falling skies uh, uh, tonight yeah. is the season finale. Oh, good. It's over. Yes. I, uh, let, let's put it this way. It was getting interesting, but the other night my wife is looking to make us some room on the TBR and she's like, what can I do? And I'm like, I get rid of falling skies. Like, All right. <laughs> you know what? I'll find it online. If I really <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, since your recommendation or, or what you thought of the first two episodes, I deleted it off my DVR at that point and haven't watched one. I haven't, and I haven't looked back. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a really nice feeling. Uh, yeah, it's kind of relieving in some ways, isn't it? It's yeah, like, hey. it has. Yeah. I kind of felt the same way about American Idol. My wife asked me, you want me to say this way? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> now that, we don't do that anymore. I'm okay. It's all right. 
Oh, you know, and like with this last season. So, uh, who are the last two? And she told me, I'm like, oh, okay. okay. Oh, that's neat. <laughs> Nothing I can't see on the cover of People magazine and get caught up on. Pretty much. You know. <laughs> uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. Shit. They just, uh, just when you think it can't get any bigger and badder and worse, how, boy, howdy does it. Wow. 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 Yeah, this last week's episode just knocked me on my ass because yeah, it opened yeah. it opened like I don't know about you Trent again, uh, like my biggest complaint uh, that I have is that I think too much in right. some ways, other ways I'm just dumb. Uh, <laughs> but with this, you know, it opened up a certain way. And then Oh yes, and, and the, the whole time you're thinking, how is this going to tie in? Oh no, I wasn't, my friend. The you moment not coming. The moment they were underneath the railroad oh, tracks, the, the, and they yeah. explain to the tow-headed guy. Yes, you know there there can be no no no, one can know no witnesses. Yeah. I'm just like, oh god, I know where oh, this is going. Fuck. I know where this is going. Oh, oh, oh. And that episode in particular is so interesting because um, Walt's wife, the entire episode, is just concerned about the safety of her children. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then the woman from Madripool. She's talking to Walt the whole time. She's like, "You're a parent. You've got to understand that I, I'm looking out for my child the whole time." And then it ends like that. And then it ends the way it does, and you're just yes. like, "Oh, why? Oh my god, why?" Yeah, I well, and my DVR is recording it as we speak. Just wanted a tarantula. Uh, by oh. the way, how many how many episodes are we in? Is this like the mid season finale this, tonight? Well, I, I, this is the sixth, and then it will end on the seventh for the mid season. Okay, so we've got this week and then Two next more. week. Yep. Yep. Oh man, that's yeah. That's one of those things where I'm kind of like, hey, Emily, maybe you should go to bed early tonight. <laughs> you're, you're getting sleepy, right? Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> so, uh, Declan Quinn, one of the guys that I I do some side work with, keeps asking, "Can you explain the Bobcat incident?" Uh, listen to last week. To. Listen to last week's episode. I think that's enough. Really... Can you repost any the picture at least, Will? I can't. You can. I. I don't, I don't retain these things. I don't keep, that's not true actually. Cause you know, uh, like to get everybody caught up. So I had a, uh, pool put in the backyard. It's an above ground pool. We sunk it 18 inches into the ground. And, uh, we also built an artificial rise behind it. So that way we could put a paver patio behind there. So that way right. when you're standing on the paver patio, you, it creates the illusion of you're looking at an in ground pool. Um, and, but when you're around the front, it's clearly not in the ground. So. I uh, had a, a massive amount of dirt to move for regrading the backyard because we did not have any dirt hauled away, which I had wish I had now, but I did. So hey, topsoil is worth stuff. You could sell it if you needed to. Yeah, or there are people just looking to get backfill stuff. Absolutely. You know, it's like, hey, we built the planter box. Now we got to fill it with stuff. Yep. So I, I could have gone that route. But anyway, I rented a bobcat in order to uh, do the backfilling to fill in the space that was still left over from the hole that was cut in the ground. And I got a bobcat stuck on the pool. Long enough, long and short of it. <laughs> go back and listen to the episode. It'll make more sense. So, yeah, go back and listen to last week's episode. Now, uh, so that brings us up to this week where, amazingly enough, I hired somebody to finish the grading in the backyard. Oh, did you? <laughs> That's funny. But I showed him a picture. I'm like, boy, boy you're not going to believe last weekend. Look at this. You want to know why you're here? Check this out. And the first thing he probably said was, fuck, that's happened to me before. Yes, he did. Yep. He said, it, it, why it do you, happens, he man. said, why do you think we have a D ring on the back of that tractor? Yes. Yes. Or yes on the back exactly. of that bobcat. Because, you know, next, you're just doing something. Next thing you know, you're 
it's hanging over the front and you got to get a heavier piece of equipment to pull it out or move it back or do something with it. In fact, we had one welded on the top of ours so that we could lift it out with Traco. Nice. What was her name? Makes total sense. Traco. That's an Olympic prostitute. (laughs) Trust me. It's an endurance race. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, everything's been graded. Uh, Things are looking good. This week has got to be sand, base rock, sand, and the papers. Uh, Nice. Yeah. But then again, I also got kind of hit with a blow where... I kind of know something's been wrong with the air conditioning. If you've been a long time listening to the show, you know, I've been bitching about how it's just ungodly hot up here. Right. And, um, well, then I have to cough. Here we go. Oh, he muted it. Did you see how he muted it? Yeah. See, folks, here's the thing. If you're running a podcast, don't cough into the mic. Mute it and let and let your co-host take over for you while you you cough and sneeze or whatever. Thank you for finally catching on and doing that while I'm... (laughs) Hacking. After like two seconds of silence, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm drunk. I'm sorry. I should be talking right now. <laughs> Jackass. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, I so the, the the sand the papers, but I it turns out I had a guy come out sixty nine bucks. They'll do a diagnostic if I find any problems on the air conditioning. You get back half of that amount, right? Oh, that's not, so, yeah, so yeah, you know it's yeah it's not all pissed away. Yeah, and so the guy came out and. And sure enough, like there's it when the air's been running upstairs, it's been a trickle at the most. And so you know something's gotta be wrong. Uh, but then again I could swear I felt air more air in my bedroom than my daughter's room, for example. And they're on the same level, right? Yeah, they are. We're upstairs. But the thing yeah. is we've got what's called a dual zone house. So even though we've got the one condenser, we've got uh, you know, it can either be cooling the upstairs, the downstairs are both at the same time. Yeah. Which means that we've got these uh dampeners. That will like turn his own on or off, right? Open it up or close it. Well, when one of the dampeners is failing and also the thing that controls the zones is, is, is failing as well. So that's got to get replaced. So we're going to replace the dampeners too. And so that's going to be happening tomorrow. And that's a little bit of an impact, but just think of all the money I've been pissing away on air conditioning, trying to cool the upstairs that hasn't been doing shit. Right. Yeah. So that'll pay for it. I got to cough again. Say something. <laughs> Maybe I can just laugh and, oh, actually. Not that it matters, but I, I actually had a coughing, like a, like a two and a half minute coughing fit, uh, during the show today that no one even noticed. I just, I muted it. Good for you. Right now I'm at the point where, God, I wish I had something to drink. I didn't bring anything up here. And it's just that thing where the more I talk, the worse it's going to get. Well, well which is if just I had an to... experience I have to push through. I must talk. I was going to say, if, if, if you have to have something with you, I would go with the Lobrujo, uh, Garanasha. It's it's a Spanish wine and, and relatively affordable in most liquor stores. And did you combine that with the Sprite again? No, no. This this is actually a a tasty wine that doesn't need uh, sweetening. Coke with it. Yeah, <laughs> that's good to know. <laughs> we we don't need to make it into into shit. Yeah. What else can we What else can we power through? So we talked about Breaking Bad. God, that was good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's wow. I I can't even get over. Well, and and, and interesting. Uh, three episodes ago. Um, when Walt was trying to get this whole thing started, Mike tells him, just because you shot Jesse James, don't make you Jesse James. Oh, yeah. And then this episode, they, spoiler alert, rob a fucking train. Yeah, exactly. But, like, but oh. And again, though, uh, you know, once again, one of the arguably stupider people out of the partnership when the show first started. Oh, yes. Jesse, yes. once again, comes up with the great idea. Yeah, he came up with the huge magnet, and this time comes up with the Robin the Train. Yeah, just like what if they didn't even know they were getting ripped off? 
Yeah. Well, oh howdy. my gosh. Great idea. Now, yeah. uh, it, but then again, where is it all leading to? So I figure this week or next week, we're going to see a little bit of, actually, you know what? It's going to be another will prediction. Are you ready for it? Okay. Yeah. Let, let's, let's drop this science. I'm sitting down. I'm writing Breaking Bad. So what am I doing? We th- started the season off with that interesting teaser. A Walt on his 52nd birthday, which, by the way, last week, 51st birthday. So now we right, know yes. it's one year from this these events that we're seeing yep. right now. From the opening, yeah, from from what the opening episode is. The opening episode, we get a preview. It's his 52nd birthday. It's a Walter yep. White with hair, clearly not in Heisenberg oh, mode. Yeah. Yep. And it turns out he's buying a machine gun, automatic weapon. Yep. So he's got some shit planned, right? So oh. now I'm writing ba- Breaking Bad, Okay. Which means this week we're still not going to see a continuation of that, but next week we are. There's going to be a little bit of a teaser in the very beginning, and then at the very end we're going to flash to that as well, and we're going to see who it is he is going after. And it either is going to be Mike, Jesse, or his brother-in-law. Right. It's one of those. Yeah. Unless Because the, there's no impact if it's not somebody like Major. Right, yeah. It's just not there. And clearly, he's using an alternate identity, so he's gone into Witsec or something. Yep. Or well, he just and, adopted and, and, a new ID. Exactly, because uh, the the title of the episode was "Live for Your Die," which is New Hampshire's state motto. Yeah. And the license plates were New uh, Hampshire. New Hampshire. Yeah. yeah. So, so that'll be interesting. But you know, it is maybe his his brother in law is too high profile. It, could it be that Jesse is now a major crime lord? Maybe. Because, I mean, they've really established that he's been really smart lately. Yeah. He's got yeah. clarity. He's thinking. He's coming up with the ideas. I mean, the well, kid's it, on the juice. Has he, been, has he been blackmailed by his wife, maybe? Maybe. Oh, my gosh. It is, is it his wife that he's going? Oh, so many possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and like we've said before, you know, the fact that Brian Cranston holds three consecutive Emmys from his performance on this, should give you an indicator. If you're not watching the show, you have no excuses. No, the methylamine keeps flowing. Oh, it all costs. Mm-mm-mm. God. Man, oh, man. And then one of the lines they showed for a preview tonight, you know, is it about the money or is it about, it's like, it's about, I'm building an empire. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my We've God. seen the future there, buddy. No, you're not. Uh, yeah, yeah. If, if Gus couldn't pull it off, guess what? Yeah. By the way, uh, how has Wilfred been? I'm woefully behind. Oh my gosh! So th- this past episode got pretty meta. Um, he he visited his mother again, and her cat Mittens had just passed away, who was in the previous season played by Rhea Perlman. At the very end, yes. Yeah, and it was great because the episode ended with her painting a picture of Mittens, and it was in the likeness of Rhea Perlman. <laughs> oh, even better. <laughs> Um, but no, it's, it's, it is just, it's gone farther and farther down the rabbit hole. And I couldn't be happier with that, with that whole production. You know, I still, did I talk about this on the show or was this something that I meant to talk about? And I didn't, I, I, the, I, them coming back was a real serious cop out because if you didn't get that preview episode, then you'd have no idea how it picks up from the whole, you know, Oh, it's a closet. There is no basement. Well, the, the the interesting thing is this episode in particular, they reference that multiple times where they say, where Wilfred says, Ryan, really, you're you're talking to a dog who may or may not exist, and you're in his basement, and you're in your own basement, which also may or may not exist. Oh, okay, good. So they reference that. that, that again, we don't know what what's real and what's not. 
And, you know, looking at the architecture of that house, it could have a basement, in my opinion. It should have a basement. Because they're, they're, they've got raised foundations. Yes. Yeah, the, the back porch comes out, and it's above. It's high enough to be able to see into Jenna's backyard. Yeah, exactly. So there's something going on there. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, what if you didn't catch that preview? Did I already talk about this on the show, though? It all I, just I, blends I, together. I, I, I don't know, but I don't know. Well, I tune you out while we talk. <laughs> I don't know. I was checking Twitter. Ah, good answer. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I like it, man. I like it. Uh, so what do you think, Trent? Are we going to see the new iPhone anytime soon? Are I you... doubt it. No, you don't think so? I, I really doubt it. There, uh, there's talks, man. Next month, they're saying maybe as early as they, next month. May, you know what? They'll, they'll announce a date for that when we get a date for Doctor Who. There, there you go. That no, we're gonna know about the iPhone five first. Or <laughs> yeah. the, oh, here's the other interesting thing too, because the iPad three was just called the new iPad. Do you think it's just gonna be called the new iPhone? Oh God, I hope not. It's so pretentious, That's so right? Dumb. It is. By it the way, so is. Did you hear? God, some of the weirdest stories. Uh, did you hear about the fact Steve Jobs' house got burglarized? Right. Oh really? I didn't even hear that. And it turns out, <laughs> so. You got to think Apple has certain back doors or something, right? So they suddenly discover, basically, I don't know if they did or it was the cops, but <laughs> some clown has got Steve Jobs' iPad. Oh, that no, last statement, serious? that last statement was literal. It was literally some clown who it was a who, clown who entertains at children's parties and when using oh, it as part of an interactive act. Got God, it from a friend. And, got it from a friend. Thought it was a hand-me-down. It turns out it was the burglar giving it to him. Oh, can you believe my that though? God, <laughs> wacky world we live in. That is amazing. Yeah, but then again, I have to wonder if that was a stunt too. You never know, because I still think the leak of the iPhone four was still a, a oh, publicity yeah. stunt. It, a very smart publicity stunt. They should that that should have happened if it didn't. My throat is literally fighting me now. Why, Will? You you need some lemonade. I do, but you know what happens when I drink the lemonade on the show? Bad things happen when Bad you drink lemonade happen. on the show. Um, is there anything else you wanted to talk about, Trent? Anything you wanted to get out there since you were forced to be quiet for the majority of the show? Just a huge, huge thank you to uh, uh, my co-host on uh, ZNH, Jonathan Rivera. He he purchased a um, a recent reboot uh, that, of uh, Captain America that had been signed by Ed Brubaker himself. And just gave it to me. So oh, thank wow. you, sir. That I mean, nothing could make me happier ever than than that culmination right there. Is this the same guy that dropped the fifteen hundred on the Batman motorcycle replica costume? It might be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> can you ask him if he wants to help me replace my air conditioning while you're at it? I, I was gonna say, uh, can we call it a bat air conditioner? Holy shit, man! <laughs> so thank you, uh, Ribera seventy four. For uh, for that gift because it is it is going to be uh, uh, rated and hanging on my wall in no time. Maybe you're gonna get submitted for uh, like yeah, writing? I'll CGC it. Yeah, I'll I'll get that rated. Oh yeah, I'll CGC it. <laughs> you're gonna send it to some place to be evaluated for diseases? What? <laughs> oh, that's the CDC. I'm sorry. I <laughs> yeah, we're, we're hopefully there's still that one person that hasn't um, died yet from. Uh, <laughs> from the virus that's still in Atlanta that can rate it for me. Oh, <laughs> uh, we all have it. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> well, I hope you had fun, Trent. I just, uh, oh, God. God, Great I, I, I really wanted to talk to one of the free Scaro guys so bad. 
And it really was about, like, why don't we know yet? And I just feel like they've taken it to ridiculous extremes, and it was nice to have somebody reaffirm that for me. <laughs> right. You know, because it's like, really, I've, I've felt like this has been going on and on, and they're, they're literally spoon-feeding us tiny bits of media the whole time just to keep our appetites wet and, and they are they are they're 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 just giving us enough sugar yeah. to keep us falling along you know it's like we're at a party a cocktail party and you know it's like god that crab cake was good i haven't seen him for a little while but oh oh there's another crab cake <laughs> you eat it you know a couple minutes come by like, god that, that crab cake was really good i haven't oh, seen a place crab cakes god I oh look there's them. a guy with crab cakes again they give you more crab get him cake. over here get him over here oh good more crab cakes thank god <laughs> I love these crab cakes, man. Why? When are they finally going to come out with one big crab cake for us to enjoy? No, you don't get the big crab cake yet. And they won't tell you when it's coming out. <laughs> I just snorted a little bit. Actually, now that I think about it, that's a horrible analogy. What it's really like is you're looking forward to this big red velvet cake, right? Yes. And you're waiting for the big piece of red velvet cake. And all yeah. they keep doing is bringing out one little tiny, it's like, it's just on the end of a toothpick. It's a little sample. You know, it's in a little paper, one of those little paper, you know, like mini, the world's miniest cupcake holder thingies, yeah. you know, like, yep. like they put candies in. They're yep. like, here, and you're like, wow, that, that red velvet cake, that, that tastes good. I mean, there was almost a little icing on that one. Can we, can we get that yet? No, 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 you can't. Oh, but by the way, here's, here's another little tiny little taste. You're like, wow, this is really great. If I get like 20 of these, I might actually have a piece of I cake. I will be filled. <laughs> can I have the piece of cake? No, 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 you don't get that yet. The cake's coming. Well, when's the cake coming? We're not going to tell you. Even worse is like when you're at a banquet and you're at the one table that gets served very last. That's where we're at. The BBC. Everyone's passing by with this great cake. I mean, there's even people that are getting up and going to the restaurant now because they're done eating. You know what I mean? (laughs) And you're still on fucking salad. And they're like, wow, that that steak was great. I'm going to go take a dump. (laughs) They're like, I want my steak. Give me my steak. (laughs) Why won't you let me eat? You know what's funny is I've actually eaten. I don't know why it's all food analogies with me, but it always is, right? We're looking for anything to lessen the blow of Monday morning doldrums. Oh, Lord have mercy. I got to tell you, by the way, the Monday show was fantastic. But, you know, I in trying to get the Radio Free Scarrow guys, I thought that the uh, the Sunday show was, was best. Cause, Makes you know, sense. There's still availability. And I had a funny feeling, you know, it'd be Warren with, you know, him being on our coast. But my coast close to it. Um, but, uh yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm still seriously thinking we may switch to Mondays. Well, uh, bad news, Will. I just checked my schedule. Yeah. And uh, I have a class from 4.30 until 8 o'clock on Mondays, starting in two weeks. Like I said, Sunday is a great time for us to do the show. <laughs> Sundays just, they work for us. I guess so. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Just take my thunder away, you bastard. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, but all in all, thank you very much once again, Trent, for your time. I always appreciate you. Will, it's always a pleasure to be here. There's there's no one else I would virtually like to get drunk with. Very nice. And uh, if you want to follow Trent, you can follow him on Twitter. He's a at a part of him. Yes. Uh, also, don't forget, uh, sometime during the week, Wednesdays, Thursdays, uh, he's got his Zeros and Heroes podcast. Where can they find that, Trent? Yep, uh, just zerosandheroes.com. And uh, if you enjoyed today's show, or even if you didn't, please make sure to uh, give some feedback, listen to... Show some respect to the Radio Free Scarrow guys for them. Uh, the three who rule, they call themselves, which I thought is very clever. Yeah, um, just subscribe on iTunes. These guys really are worth listening to. Yeah, it's a really great show, and especially if you watch Doctor Who. It is a great, after you oh, watch yeah. the episode, listening to them discuss the show afterwards, it's great. They've got a very 
they've got a very in, each one of them has their own take on it uh, you know they've they've all got like chris really he gets down to the granular and nitpicking and and Warren's kind of middle ground, and I really think Stephen is is just like, ah, hey, that was great. I enjoyed it. Woohoo! He likes everything. Ah, uh, give it. He's Mikey. That's what it is. <laughs> yes, exactly. Give it to Mikey. He'll like it. He eats everything. Uh, <laughs> oh, I just dated myself horribly. Like I don't even. I think that was stretching it for you knowing what I was talking about. Well, I I knew though, be just because it was food involved. Just because it was a meme a few years <laughs> yeah. ago, there, Will, Grandpa. <laughs> By the way, I used the pool twice this weekend. Oh yeah! Oh, so it so it you've got water in it. It's holding. There's no leaks. Oh yeah, yeah. Everything's good. It's been running and everything. Oh, my oh. daughter was so happy. As a matter of fact, my uh, my wife went to one of those parties. You know, <laughs> it, this kind of thing always Wait. happens. Where you know, like women are selling things. You know, whether it's it's oh, a creative sure, memory, sure. Um, sensey. Yeah, uh, you know, or you know, some of them are what? What is the slumber uh, parties? What is the adult stuff? Is that what? Yeah, they, yeah, they call it a slumber party. Okay, there's that or a. Uh, uh, something naughty party, not yeah, not yeah. We're, naughty we're, girl, we're, naughty girl parties. I think where is what you're it's selling called. dildonics. Yes, there are dildonics, <laughs> heated lubricants, all kinds of things. <laughs> Major advancements in in dildonic technologies with the naughty girl parties. I think it's naughty girl. Uh, but no, this one they were like selling like bags, customized bags and stuff. Oh, sure, so, so, so like, like the 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 more affordable designer bag stuff. Yeah, so that was happening on on Friday night, which meant my wife is away. I'm home with my daughter, so she's excited to have special daddy daughter time. Absolutely. What are we gonna do? And so like the big thing was, well, let's you know we've been spending a lot of money, so let's uh, let's let's keep it on a budget. We'll go in the pool finally. And she's like, oh, that's great because you know all last weekend she's like. Daddy, I've been just looking at that water in the pool, and I just want to jump in. Oh, yeah, I know, right? And I'm the bastard. Like, no, you can't get in the water. <laughs> we don't have a lifeguard on duty yet. We don't have fun in the pool. No. <laughs> um, so that was the big thing. And then the funniest part is we go to get some food, and while we're sitting there, she's like, "Can I invite Uncle Beach? That's my brother's, my wife's. Uh, that's my brother-in-law, Brett. But the family calls him Beach. I don't, I don't know why. But anyway, whatever. So." And I'm like, okay, well, uh, sure, we can invite him. And and she says, okay. And I'm like, but you know what? If you make the call, there's a higher probability he'll say yes. So I gave her my phone. <laughs> so next thing you know, my wife gets home hours later. There's my brother-in-law, his wife, my daughter, and I in the pool. <laughs> hey, honey, how's it going? Here we are. Come on in, honey. The water's just fine. Yeah, and then uh, I had to move the pool equipment and get the PVC piping in. So that was a like a two-day thing. Right. It shouldn't have been, but you know, I was moving it and you gotta line things up and invariably right. I'm making mistakes and thankfully I buy extra parts and <laughs> it all worked out. I tried to put it in a water effect too, but unfortunately I made too many holes because all you do is you take a piece of PVC pipe basically and drill some holes in it and add the returns water pressure coming to that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Too many holes wasn't really like getting you. It was oh, more like the so world's weakest shower head. You know what I mean? You just lost all the pressure. Yeah. Pretty much. So I got, I'm going to just actually cut it a little bit shorter and recap it. Okay. Less holes, more pressure. Should work, right? We'll Welcome see. to this old pool with Will. There Wilson. you go. So that'll be for next weekend. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Will. Uh, oh, you didn't tell people where they could follow you. Who cares? At NetheadWW, folks, following. My name's Trent. And you've been listening to another edition of NetHeads on the Smodco Internet Radio. That's at Smodcast.com. NetHeads. NetHeads. File transfer. NetHeads with Will Wilkins. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.